And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Uh, good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. It's already Friday. Thank goodness. Flew <laughs> <laughs> by this week for me. Uh, did it really? That's a good thing, isn't it? Is it? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose so. Yeah. We can't win, can we? It's it's a brutal <laughs> early hours. We're, we're very dis disgruntled by at least one thing a day. Me, it's the cold this week. What about you? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's been a busy week for me, so I think that's why I flew by. But uh, yeah, before I knew it, it's the weekend. So uh, yeah, I guess there's some uh, good news in that respect. So I hope you're doing better, though. Sure, sure. I'll be I'll be better after, after the weekend. I, I'll try anyway. Uh, thanks, right. listeners, for bearing with me, by the way. <laughs> hang right. in there, hang in there. Let's jump into our keyword news portion of the day. We're going to try to clarify some of the major headlines for our listeners, starting with our first pick of the day. Rate freeze. So as widely expected, the Bank of Korea held interest rates steady at 3.5% for the eighth straight time. The BOK says a rate has peaked, but it's not considering a rate cut anytime soon. So seemingly unfazed by the looming default uh, from construction loans, particularly, I think the central bank is committed to battling inflation first and foremost. Yeah, so these kind of wait-and-see approaches comes amid uh, market concerns over the debt-ridden builder Taeyong ENC. Uh, uh, the concerns have been escalating. Now, creditors have recently actually approved uh, their debt restructuring plan, so we'll have to see uh, how that progresses. Now, uh, the uh, rate freeze also comes amid concerns about the potential risks of loan defaults, particularly in real estate project financing, which has been a bit of a concern lately. Uh, also, inflation has not fallen below the 3% range for the five uh, for five consecutive months, and the increase in household debt is also not conclusively curbed as well. Now, the BOK uh, hinted its policy rate may have peaked after leaving the rates unchanged, but it refrained from signalling uh, any imminent dovish policy pivots amid lingering concerns about the country's high household debts. Uh, Governor Yi Chang-yong said inflation continued moderating while external risks from volatile international oil prices and the Middle East crisis have eased. But he stressed that it is still too early to discuss any rate cuts uh, as of now. He said the bank needs to be assured that inflation slows to the target level uh, before any cuts are made. Uh, as I said, inflation is well above uh, 3% at the moment. It has slowed, but the pace of the slowing has kind of deteriorated a little bit as of late. So uh, the BOK certainly wants it to near its 2% target level. Now, the prospects for any early rate cut have also been dampened after uh, the US Federal Open Market Committee released minutes of their November meeting um, last month. It shows that most officials wanted to keep rates high for some time. Uh, and so that's why uh, this kind of is sparking the BOK not to further that gap uh, even more. Now, for the economy, the BOK anticipates that domestic consumption and construction investment will recover slowly, but exports will continue to grow, leading to an overall uh, improvement. Mm -hmm. The great rate for this year is expected to align with the projection um, in November, which was 2.1%. So uh, mm -hmm. there you have it. So yeah, there's still some indicators uh, pointing to the fact that inflation may still uh, be hovering around that 3% or just above it. Uh, so that's why we won't be seeing any rate cuts uh, anytime soon. All right, let's move on to our second uh, keyword of the day. 
Economic meeting. So President Yun Sung-yeol has held a meeting with members of the National Economic Advisory Council to discuss economic affairs. It seems that he's very adamant about ensuring that no one gets left behind in the fierce competition. Let's get the latest. Yeah, so the NEAC is a presidential advisory body providing advices to the president on various economic issues. Its duties include studying the economic policies of the Korean government from the viewpoints different from those of the government and providing ideas to support the government effort to minimize adverse effects. Uh, The meeting was organized to share the government's philosophy with new members of the council as well and to discuss the direction of economic policies. Uh, Yoon emphasized the importance of a free market economy, uh, highlighting its role in bringing prosperity to all citizens. He noted the government's responsibility as well to ensure fair and effective competition while also supporting those who might struggle to keep up. And he underscored that true freedom includes access to education, culture and a basic economic livelihood. Uh, He concluded by stressing that all government policies, whether economic, social, diplomatic or uh, security related, aimed to ensure that the benefits of growth are shared by all citizens. And he called on the NEAC to offer frank and insightful advice uh, to the government. Uh, After all, the uh, council itself is to basically um, give some constructive criticism to the government, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, something that might be difficult in-house. And Mm -hmm. he also presented uh, official appointments to four members of the council as well, of course, all being experts in their field outside uh, of the government and not politicians per se. So it gives them a little bit of a more objective feedback in terms of uh, economy-related issues. All right, keeping our keyword news in the economy section, there's a reason why Bitcoin prices certainly shoot up uh, our third keyword of the day. Bitcoin ETF. All right. So the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has approved rule changes to allow the creation of Bitcoin ETFs in the U.S. This has sparked interest in Korea about the feasibility of launching similar ETFs domestically, but not so fast. What's the latest? Yeah. So in the U.S. is basically the key there. So uh, it's yet to be kind of discussed or talked about here in uh, Korea because there's, of course, some legal hurdles to overcome. Now, the move itself significantly increases kind of accessibility to Uh, these virtual assets and cryptocurrency. Previously, trading Bitcoin was only possible through these crypto exchanges, but now it will be as straightforward as stock investing, making uh, or marking a shift from speculative trading to a more formal investment method. But but, uh, even stocks are sometimes speculative as well. So that's another area Mm. that's uh, for another discussion. But anyway, local crypto stocks rallied, of course, after the SEC's uh, decision. However, given that Bitcoin's legal status in Korea is yet to be determined, the likelihood of such listings uh, kind of seems distant for now, especially mm-hmm. here in the country. Financial authorities have also concluded that the 11 ETFs approved by the SEC um, are not available for trading by domestic investors, reiterating the ban on crypto ETFs uh, still. Now, while stock indexes, bond indexes, commodities like gold and oil, as well as derivative product prices can be underlying assets for ETFs uh, here in Korea, Bitcoin does not fit into the category of basic assets as per the Capital Markets Act. Also, there has been no serious discussion or review by 
the authorities or political circles on defining Bitcoin as an asset here in um, Korea. Therefore, the SEC's decision is not really expected to have an immediate significant impact on the domestic ETF market. Mm. Moreover, Bitcoin trades at different prices on different exchanges, which kind of contradicts the so-called one price principle, uh, making domestic listing challenging for the time being. However, there is kind of a welcoming atmosphere in the asset management industry here in Korea regarding the SEC's approval. The industry has shown an open stance towards welcoming kind of a new market for Bitcoin spot ETFs. Also, the Bank of Korea governor, Lee Chang-yong, said uh, Bitcoin seems to have established itself as an investment asset, adding it is time to test the value and safety of Bitcoin ETFs. Now, whether this will influence the financial authorities and the government to change their stance uh, regarding mm. Bitcoin ETFs uh, remains to be seen. But for the moment, not so much. All right, let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Forced labor ruling. So the Korea Supreme Court has once again ruled in favor of a Korean victim of wartime forced labor, ordering a Japanese company to pay a significant amount of compensation. So it upholds another appellate court ruling. What's the latest, Adam? Right. So the top court ordered Japanese steelmaker Nippon Steel to pay 100 million won plus additional compensation for delayed payment to the wife and two children of the late victim. Now, the victim only identified... Uh, by his surname, Kim, was taken from his home in Korea to Japan in March 1943 uh, and was forced to work in a mill for Nippon Steel without being paid. He was promised payment upon returning home, but he didn't receive uh, a single penny. And he died in 2012, and the family of the late victim filed a suit against the Japanese company in 2015. In the latest ruling, the top court acknowledged that the plaintiff had faced obstacles that prevented them from objectively exercising their rights as victims of forced mobilization during Japanese colonial rule. It upheld that the plaintiff's right to individual compensation has not expired under the 1965 uh, Korea-Japan Claims Agreement. The Japanese government, however, did still express regret, claiming it did go against the uh, 1965 uh, agreement, uh, Some uh, the rhetoric and response that it has been making in the previous uh, rulings, the similar rulings that were uh, held in separate cases back in December. But the Japanese companies are unlikely to continue uh, refusing, uh, uh, sorry, are likely to continue refusing mm -hmm. uh, to pay as it has been doing. And therefore, uh, Seoul's foreign ministry said it will continue to push for the government's plan to compensate the victims through this uh, public funded foundation uh, that mm. has been uh, funded by Korean companies. That's also an area of contention and something that uh, Korean uh, victims aren't really welcoming of. Right, right. Uh, they're kind of refusing to get paid from that particular foundation. They want payment directly from the Japanese companies as well as an apology. But uh, that is the latest ruling and possibly more rulings similar to that probably going to be uh, made here uh, in the Supreme Court. Uh, because it doesn't seem like the third party compensation relays or echoes anything close to an apology. It just looks like mm. a, kind of like a bandaid on a wound from the victim's perspective, which is something that they've repeatedly said, which is why we keep going back in the same circles. Can we force no. these Japanese companies to pay up? Unfortunately, it's really tough. 
Yeah, so it's overall, it's a matter of principle rather, right. isn't it? Uh, rather than just getting the money and the compensation, right. it's, it's far more than just the the monetary value. But uh, kind of these families want uh, a, a, a glimpse of remorse uh, from these Japanese companies and the government as well, for that matter. All right, let's move on to our final keyword of the day: parental support. So beginning this year, families with infants will see a significant increase in the parental allowance provided to ease their economic burdens. This is in the big picture to tackle Korea's pretty sad birth rate. Tell us the details. Yeah, so the Welfare Ministry announced that from this month, families with children aged 0 to 11 months will receive a monthly parental allowance of 1 million won. And those with one-year-old children, or those between 12 and 23 months, will receive 500,000 won per month. Now, previously, the, uh, the parental allowance for the respective age groups were 700,000 won and 350,000 won, so a significant bump up there. Now, introduced last year, this uh, parental allowance aims to compensate for the income loss due to childbirth and child rearing. It aims to ensure that parents and children can spend more time together at home. It also aims to ease the economic burden of uh, raising children. There's been a recent survey actually conducted where Almost a third of the respondents said that the cost burden of raising children was one of the reasons why they're delaying uh, having children uh, in the first place. So that's why uh, the government is trying to tackle that particular area of concern. Uh, now, parents can apply for the allowance at their local community centre or online to be eligible for the allowance for the first time. It must be applied for within 60 days of the child's birth. If the application is made within this period, the allowance will be retroactive from the month of birth. However, applications made after the 60 days will only be eligible for the allowance from the month of application. So basically, you'll be getting the money later than sooner. Now, the parental allowance is deposited as cash into the parents or child's bank account. However, families who use daycare centers will receive the allowance as a childcare voucher of mm. a certain maximum amount. Now, if the uh, voucher amount is less than the overall parental allowance that is eligible, the difference will be uh, provided in cash. So, for example, if you're one of those eligible to be paid uh, one million one a month, then maybe uh, just over 500,000 will be given in vouchers and the rest will be given in cash. All right. Thank you very much, Ada, for today's coverage. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Have a brilliant weekend. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.